Hi there, this is Erin Nicole, and you're listening to the Moves Happy Movement Podcast. On this show, I interview people from all over the world, anyone from professional custodians all the way up to presidential candidates of international countries. One day, my big bodacious dream is to interview the top-level leadership in the country that I was blessed to be born in, the land of the free, the home of the brave, the United States of America. We're not quite there yet. Uh, one day, I believe, if the creator desires, it will happen. Um, sometimes on this show, I talk on topics that I feel spirit-led from my belief system. The creator of the universe puts on my heart to talk to you about. And sometimes I share some music as well. And usually when I'm doing the, the topics by myself, I'm just getting ready for the day and the creator puts it on my heart and that's exactly what I'm doing right now. I was in the process of getting ready for the day job and now I'm getting ready to put a little makeup on and the creator put on my heart here and I want you to talk about not being afraid. So I don't pre-plan these topics when it happens, uh, just comes out, whatever comes out. So, Not Afraid is actually the title of my first gospel song that I wrote uh, when I was in graduate school. And what I was doing, it was, this was my second year. This was in 2011, 2012. And I was blessed that uh, I had met a gal my first day the year prior at our orientation who befriended me uh, because we had a connection. She just sat at my table. I was the only one at the table in the back and she sat at it. It was like a breakfast, brunch and whatnot to meet all the leadership of the university. They were welcoming us graduate students and uh, she sat down by me and we struck up a conversation and her uh, wet hair hair dryer in the bag she had just gotten done with her swim her workout she was a high endurance athlete she was training for her third or fourth Ironman for Hawaii and she was inquisitive and was asking me questions if I was interested in fitness as well and whatnot I think I had a workout outfit on so it kind of gave it away and we exchanged phone numbers and became friends. And by the second year, I needed to live down in Oregon part-time because my partner at the time had changed his parenting plan, and we decided together that I would help out and I would stay half the week. And so my second year, I was looking for housing that would be modified price that I could afford on my 1025 a month budget stipend from the university and uh, some of which I had to pay uh, some of my student loans from my undergrad didn't qualify for deferment when I was in graduate school because I went to a private school and so I didn't have a thousand and twenty-five to spend on rent I had much less than that and also gas and food and whatnot <clears throat> and uh I told her I was looking. I said, I got a unique situation. I took her out to this pizza place that uh, President Obama and his wife 
uh, frequented when they visited the campus because Michelle's brother was the basketball coach. And uh, I forget the name of the pizza place, but it was right on, I think it was Monroe Street, where all the restaurants were. Anyway, uh, I bunny trail sometimes. I like to give you the details to let you know it's as real as possible. I don't BS on this show. And anyway, so I'm telling my friend, yeah, if you know of anybody, I'm looking for rent for like three and a half days a week, basically half a week during the school year. And she's like, well, why don't you just come live with me? And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, the Coast Guard pays my housing while I'm in school. And they give me my regular salary. I don't need this big old house to myself. It's a two-bedroom house. I just have extra clothes in that room, but I can move them over to my room. And you could stay there half the week. It would be fun for me. Because it's kind of lonely out in the country. I was like, oh my gosh. Okay, yeah, what what do you want? I don't have a lot of money, but um, what what would you like me to pay you each month for it? She's like, don't worry about it. (laughs) Uh come again (laughs) don't worry about it Aaron I love what you're doing you want to take care of your family you want to help your partner with his parenting plan adjustment I want to help you wow I still being the stubborn person that I am I don't like handouts so I uh, still, I said, what about 150 I could do, I could do 150 a month. She's like, sure, whatever, it's fine. It didn't matter to her because she had enough. So she was able to be generous. Because we got along. We had fitness in common. I had shared a song with her that I had written when my aunt passed away the year before. I shared it with her. <clears throat> She knew that I took pride in my work as a graduate teaching assistant. She admired it. She was an officer in the Coast Guard. And I got to live with her for free. And it was so freaking fun. Not being afraid of housing. (laughs) Because that was a a, a need, an absolute need that I had. and uh, it was hard work. I was, I was down there half the week teaching Mondays and Wednesdays, my second year, teaching four physical activity classes on Mondays and Wednesdays and going to all of my... Actually, my courses were done my first year, so my second year I got to focus a full year on my project, creating it. And uh, sometimes having meetings with my advisor and whatnot. And I was creating this uh, project on the population of asthma people. And being a uh, K-12 health and fitness certified teacher at the time, I wanted it to be geared towards educators as a project that could help build awareness for asthmatic students and respect for them because I had just been diagnosed with it and I believed that I had it my whole 
upbringing, but people didn't know how to identify it for however they didn't know. And I wanted to build an awareness and respect through my creative genius songs and challenge myself on the choreography. I didn't have a lot of professional experience with choreography, but I was blessed in high school. We did immersive training down in Weed, California at the College of the Siskiyous. Generally, it fell the week as soon as uh, school got out. And I got to go down. We caravanned down. Parents drove us. Mr. Krauss drove his van. One year he couldn't drive because he had a medical thing. So my dad drove him in his vehicle, and my mom drove our vehicle. And I think there was one or two other parents that drove us. And we spent a week with Grammy Award-winning composers and former Disney choreographer. And uh, my junior year, we had a guest choreographer that came I want to say he came from Broadway Um, I can't remember his name but our main choreographer is John Jacobson who's the president of this like musical creation organization I can't remember the name off the top of my head right now but uh, Roger Emerson who is a world-renowned composer that's got over 500 published pieces of music through Hal Leonard And Kirby Shaw, um, who's also pretty well-known in the music composition arena. We would spend three hours rehearsing music and three hours doing the choreography to tie in the music with it for, I think it was a five-day camp. And on day five or day six, it was like Monday through Friday, we had this big performance for thousands of people in the audience. So it was like a really quick training thing. And that was the only professional dance experience I had, minus one hip-hop dance class one summer that was for eight Saturdays. I think it was on Saturdays or Fridays. But other than that, I didn't have professional dance experience. But when you're born to do things, the creator can speed up the training process if it's in your area of genius and it was a very challenging year to live in two states but never once was I fearful that I couldn't accomplish it because I was focused on others I was focused on my family I was focused on finishing this project to help build awareness for children with asthma and I was focused on being able to create something out of nothing because that was fun for me that was a challenge for me and I was spending all of this time focused on others and I knew the value of self-care and I was exhausted (laughs) So on Tuesdays, that was my day off from teaching classes, and I was down in Oregon. Usually my roommate was gone uh, training for her, either her Ironman, or once her Ironman was done, she was out working out with her friends and whatnot. So I'd have a little quiet time for just, just me, and I decided one day that I was going to 
I wanted to, I had this desire within me, even though I wasn't um, attending church, and I had been kind of separate from faith, if you will. Never separate from God, my, my faith system, but just I had experienced rape a couple years prior to uh, prior to dating the person at that time that I was dating and I was disrespected from leaders in society that should have helped me so I didn't really get connected and plugged into churches for a little bit but I had this desire and this passion this love for my creator that never ceased and something within me said, Aaron, you're going to write a gospel song. I'm like, okay. I didn't even have a keyboard, but I started writing it in my journal. I've been journaling since I was a little girl. It, when you're really little, you have a lock and key, and it's called a diary. And uh, this didn't have a lock and key, but I uh, spent my off day off of technologies and just started writing. I texted my mom because uh, I was out in the country and the uh, cell phone reception was so bad, the phone calls would drop often. So I just got tired of trying to have a conversation with her. And so we would text a lot back and forth. And my mom is the spiritual head of our family. When grandma was alive, she was definitely the spiritual head and um, very knowledgeable and researching topics usually will have an answer right away because um, it's her area of interest but if she doesn't have an answer she'll look it up and help you find the answer or give you a guide and whatnot and so I was like mom um, I'm trying to uh, write this song and like you know the different identities that we have of what we call the creator um, I'd like to put it in the song. And so she sent me back a text and even how to pronounce it, uh, Sabaot. And so I put that in the song. So my mom actually helped me write this song. The melodies actually came to me without a keyboard in front of me, without anything. And if you're in college, if you don't have access to a piano, if you have a college nearby, a university nearby, Listen for the music. That will be your cue that that is the music building. They always have practice rooms. And, of course, if you're not a student attending the university, you might want to get a guest pass first. But if you are a student, you have access. You don't have to be in the music department. Just go to the music building. And what's neat about it is you can have this private room with a piano that they more than likely will have tuned every year through their budget. And so you can play music to your heart's content. So that's what I did. I brought my lyrics and I started plunking on the piano, figuring out what the piano part was. I had never written a gospel song before. I didn't have any formal training writing gospel music, except for I was in a gospel choir outside of school when I was in college for a little bit with my friend from junior high that we sang in high school and in college we roomed together in college my friend Tara she invited me to be a part of this gospel choir I was the token white girl for a little bit until Miss Heidi Sharp joined 
and uh, tarot's mixed. So it was just, it was fun because I got to be with a bunch of people that were not uh, of my skin tone, but we all had something in common. We loved the creator, and we were all uh, excited to sing our director. We all called him Jack. He would teach us his music that he would create, call and repeat. So we didn't really read music in that group. We listened to it, and we would repeat lines after him. He would sing it first, and then we'd sing it back. He would teach us the parts, and we would memorize it through our ears. I have a great ear, and I think that short time, that was maybe maybe a year or so, of being in that gospel choir, we'd tour around and sing at different churches and community events and whatnot. Um, I think that gave me enough skills in my back pocket, if you will, to be able to write my own gospel song. So the Creator inspired it through me during one of the busiest years of my life as something fun for me to focus on as a thing to give me some self-care time because it brings me joy to write music and sing, but also to have a fun completed project or you know somewhat completed by the end of it and I had written it probably in less than an hour and uh, recently it was uh, so I graduated in 2012 in June the song I think I had written I think in May or so and uh, the creator told me today that um, I needed to share it with, uh, yeah, I did. Um, um, it's back on, so I don't know. It's been flickering for a little bit. Um, I'm going to record a song here shortly. Um, if the power stays back on, that was my landlord and roommate, who's the last landlord ever, by the way. Our power's been going out kind of oddly so if you're going through a struggling time right now and we all went through the pandemic but if you're feeling especially fearful of some things stressed out about things um, I want to encourage you today to not give up hope I'm going to pull this phone out of my pocket I want to encourage you to not think that what you're doing isn't important. If you're a new mom, maybe, and you're trying to get the, the sleep pattern down of your child so you can get a little nap in, and, and you're stressed, you're having maybe the postpartum depression blues that's a real thing maybe uh, maybe you're a spouse of a veteran that's active duty right now and they're overseas and you don't get much contact with them and you're struggling you're not alone um, I'm not even sure where my husband's at right now I haven't seen him since Easter Sunday, that was the last day we had together. 
because of all of this crazy war games, political games. But I'm trusting that the Creator has it all figured out. And I want to encourage you through this song. So I'm going to sing it. Uh, and the date was uh, 5-15-2012, so May 15th, right before I graduated. <clears throat> a month before, actually. So here we go. It's called Not Afraid.
So that last part I added, um, it came to me finally uh, on October 30th of this year. So it's never too late for you to release and share your gifts in the world. If you're a musician, share it. Share your gifts. I was frustrated last year because I paid a lot of money to go on the copyright website and submit my materials, but people have been attacking my businesses, attacking me personally, changing my formatting. Um, And I finally just asked the creator, I said, what's the purpose of all of this? If you're giving me all of these songs to help bring healing to people, do I really need a legal certificate that I paid the fee to protect my work, then I would also have to pay lawyers to sue somebody. Do I really want to go through all of that hassle when you've, you own it all? I can't take any of this when I leave. And the creator said, Aaron, I want you to share of your gifts, but I'm going to tell you who to share them with and when no one is going to steal from my child any longer. And so that's why this song was shared today, because that's what he told me to do. I'm obedient to my creator. If you're going through a difficult season, you're not alone. If you are not sure about what's going on in the world, you're not alone. There is a lot of uncertainties. But one thing that is certain is that you are deeply loved by the creator who designed you and formed you before you were even in your mother's womb. No matter what lies you hear in your mind or that are spoken over you, remind yourself in those times and sing music that gets you thinking how you desire to think. Reframes your mind gets you thinking about helping others. Contribution is one of the greatest healing agents. Get into art. Get into whatever it is that brings you joy a little bit every day. Even just 10 minutes. Thank you so much for listening to today's brief episode of the Move Happy Movement podcast. All about not being afraid. We hope you added value to you today. We hope that you learned something If there was a part in this episode that you absolutely loved or stood out to you or made you think a little harder, challenged you, if you will, screenshot that part, write a couple of sentences and post it on social media. Tag us if you would so desire. It would mean the world to us and especially to me as I am continuing to do as I am called by the creator and your encouragement will let me know that this has all been worth it. We are doing a listening room competition when the creator allows us to get back in gear with that. Uh, You can check any time at the number of downloads going to our website for the podcast platform, themovehappy.podbean.com. That's T-H-E-M-O-V-E-H-A-P-P-Y.P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com can check it once we get to 10,000 downloads if the creator gives us permission we're going to send an invite out to all the regular supporters of Move Happy that have been spreading the brand and demonstrating 
taking action in the examples that you learn from either shows like this or shows where I interview guests. We want to thank you from my gift, my area of genius, which is singing and music creating, uh, to share with you first before releasing uh, music to the general public and before it's um, made available for sale if the creator so desires for us to do that route. We thank you uh, in advance uh, for checking out the downloads and helping us spread the mission of empowering people, especially those with depression, to find happiness from within. Don't forget to tell someone you love them today. And we'll see you next time.